You are listening to The Stender with Rabbi Michael Knopf, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about Rabbi Knopf, please visit MikeKnopf.com. For more information about the other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit JcastNetwork.org. My wife will tell you that there is a good number of things in this world that I don't understand. Among them, and this is not what the sermon is about, but just to give you one example, I don't really understand, and maybe somebody can explain to me after services, uh, all of the hullabaloo over uh, Hillary Clinton's emails. I also don't really understand, uh, and many of the voices in our tradition struggle to understand, uh, the text that is at the core of this Shabbat. Um, This Shabbat is one of the four special Shabbatot leading us from Purim to Passover, Um, and this one is called Shabbat Parah, Um, and Shabbat Parah centers on um, a reading from the Book of Numbers that describes the ritual for purifying somebody who's come into contact with a dead body. In ancient Israel, it was uh, uh, something that prohibited you, disabled you from engaging in religious activities, religious rituals, if you had come into contact with a dead body. And the ritual for purifying yourself, getting yourself back into um, a spiritual state in which you could do things like worship in the temple, was to do as follows. You uh, would um, uh, sacrifice a perfectly red, or some say brown, heifer, right? It needs to uh, have, uh, as some commentators say, no more than two white hairs. So it has to be entirely one color. You need to sacrifice this animal, completely burn it up, uh, and uh, it needs to have never been used as a pack animal. It needs to be a perfect animal. You need to burn, slaughter the animal, burn it up, grind its ashes, mix the ashes with some water, have somebody sprinkle the water on you with a, with a hyssop branch, um, and then wait seven days, and then you would become purified um, and able to worship in the temple. And that passage has had many commentators over the course of Jewish history scratching their heads and saying, huh? I don't get that. I don't understand that. What is that trying to uh, accomplish? What is that trying to do? So I want to suggest two things for us tonight. They're both in the same vein. The first is that if you read carefully the ritual for the red heifer, what becomes clear is that in the process of using the red heifer as an act of purification, the impure becomes pure, but the pure becomes impure. In other words, the person who's come into contact with the deceased becomes purified through this ritual. But the person performing the ritual on that impure person becomes him or herself impure through performing that ritual. The pure becomes impure, and the impure becomes pure through the act of the red heifer. Now imagine that you are in the ancient world. You are uh, 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 witnessing somebody have this profoundly difficult encounter, painful moment in life, disturbing experience. And you see that person being disabled because of that experience, because of that pain, because of that trauma, not being able to enter into the temple and engage in worship because of it. Now, some of us might be moved by incredible compassion for that person and work to try to help them along in their journey and get them well again. 
But the truth of the human condition is that many of us, maybe even most of us, even though we might on some level be moved to compassion, many of us would actually be judgmental of that person. Say, ah, it's such a good thing that I'm able to go and worship in the temple. Too bad for you. Look at that person. There must be something wrong with you that you're not able to do the things that I'm able to do. And so the ritual of the red heifer is specifically designed to flip that internal debate on its head. The pure becomes impure as the impure becomes pure. The way of resolving the issue of the, of the, of the impurity due to contact with the deceased is for the pure person to inhabit the shoes of the impure person. Very much in keeping with what we learn in the Mishnah, in the Mishnah Al Tadin al Chavercha, Ad Chitakyalim Komo. Do not judge your fellow until you stand in their place. What the red heifer ritual is teaching us is how to have empathy. And more than that, imagine you're this person who has had this traumatic experience in your life of encountering a death. And you're told that the way to overcome that experience is to slaughter and burn a completely pure animal, unblemished, perfect. And one psychological commentator says that the reason for that is to remind the person who has experienced that trauma, who feels the brokenness of life most acutely, to remind that person that nothing in this world is perfect. That the one thing, the rare thing that we experience, that we see as being perfect, that gets slaughtered and burned up on the altar. Because the truth of living in this world and in this life, inhabiting these bodies, being in these communities, is that each of us has our own flaws and imperfections. And so the ritual of the red heifer reminds us that none of us is perfect. And through the reminder that none of us is perfect, perhaps we might be able to be a little bit more sensitive and compassionate and empathetic in our relationships and our judgments of others. I don't necessarily understand exactly why we are commanded the red heifer. But I do know that some of its powerful lessons are embodied in that teaching of the Mishnah. Don't judge another person.